Welcome to Writer Syndrome, a podcast about writing from start to finish. This episode's topic, goals, writing goals, setting goals, having goals, making goals, doing goals, goals. Goals. I'm Russ Capasso, and joining me, as always, is Tim Letney. Tim, what, what, are your, what are your goals? What do you have? My goal. Is that too soon? Should I just ask how you're doing first, the easy end of it? Uh, my goal today was to actually make it to this podcast. <laughs> So it's like, you know, Success. I got a nap in mind. I'm, I'm going to come home. Do I have time to sleep before? Sleeping. Spoiler alert. I sh- did. I napped a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> it's, it's so we'll be honest. We record this in the morning. How do you nap before in the morning? Don't you sleep and then wake up and then? I, sl- I sleep. I wake up. My first goal is I have to wake up and get my older kid ready for today. It was chorus. So yeah. that was before ah, school. Okay. Brought her to school. Mm-hmm. Come home, get my other kid ready for a regular day, bring her to school, come home, walk the dog. And then my older one forgot her computer. So then drive back to school. Oh, boy. Drop off the computer. Checklist. And then come back. And then I was like, <laughs> I got time for 40 minutes to sleep. So I, t- so I took it. You could have been writing. <laughs> it could have been writing. <laughs> or prepping for this podcast. I think it's why I did. I read that <laughs> terrible article you sent along. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but yeah. Well, I mean, all those things you just listed, I think would be, as we were talking about before, more responsibilities than goals. So I will say that other, other when I had nap. my goal of writing, <laughs> um, I wasn't napping, but sometimes I would nap after I wrote. So I'd come home from like that rigmarole of drop off yeah, and I'd spend an hour or two working. And yeah. then if I was completely drained, Nah. I would try to take like a midday nap. Yeah, I would. <laughs> a midday nap before noon. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> when does your day end? When do you go to bed? Like five o'clock? <laughs> <sighs> Too late. And that's probably part of the problem, you know. Yeah. Well a little like some often past midnight, sometimes up to one. Well, we could probably spend the entire episode talking about your daily schedule, but we don't need to do that. No, you don't care about that anymore. Shouldn't have started it. Anyway, what are your goals, Russ? <laughs> uh, to just be the best that I can. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I think this is going to be kind of a wild card episode, right? Um, ish. Beginning of the year, new year, right? And kind of talking about where, where we want to do with, with our writing. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, as you're listening to this, my book will be pretty close to being out to the public. Yep. So spring of 2023, so probably a, a month away from now, maybe two at the most, uh, my book will be out there. So that's a goal is to actually publish that thing, which was a goal maybe two or three years ago. <laughs> no, you weren't publishing two years ago. No, I don't think so. I don't think it was in a spot. Well, I think in my mind when I first started this, I was like, all right, I want to I wanna have this published within, you know, I wrote the, the first draft like two and a half years ago, three years ago, two, three, yeah, two and a half years ago. And I was like, yeah, I can get this published by the end of the year. And then each step came along and I was like, all right, maybe next year. And I was like, eh, <laughs> uh, this is a lot harder than I thought. Maybe the following year. So uh, the, the goalposts uh, kept moving as, as I go through this. But Oh, I like it. So thinking all the way back to like when you started this process, like your initial goal, even say one, it's, I think it's absolutely phenomenal that, yeah, you didn't meet your initial timeline, but you weren't discouraged and didn't give up. You actually hit yeah. your goal. So yeah. good to yeah. know that like, you know, those goalposts move, but you still crossed or crossing. Yeah. But two, like when you went thinking all the way back to like your impetus to start this process mm-hmm. and like your goal setting to finish your first novel, mm-hmm. what what got you there and, and what what kept you there? To, to, to getting to that? 
Uh, yeah. Well, it helped, you know, during the pandemic, you couldn't leave the house, so that helps. But <laughs> um, I no, I think it was just something that I had set time to do. So, and I should say, like, the initial, my initial goal for this wasn't actually to publish this. It was just to, to, to write, uh, like, a draft, like, just write a complete draft and be kind of, okay, cool, I, I did that, this thing. I don't need to go, I don't, success to me at that moment was just finishing it and saying, I wrote. 75,000, 80,000 words. Cool. I can do this thing. And then, um, because you'd been flirting with writing before that, right? Like, because you'd sent me some short stories. Like, yeah, yeah. We've done some screenplays too. Like, we've traded short stories, yeah, short screenplays and stuff like that. And I've always been flirting with it, but this was like, okay, let me actually sit down and see if I can do this thing. And then I did. And then I was like, okay, that was a lot of fun. Let's the next, what would be the next, uh, step for this to actually maybe get it out to the world? Um, but yeah, I think the initial, impetus to get through it was um it's just something i'd, I'd always wanted to do so so, and, and so keeping... did you prioritize it above other aspects of your life thinking about goals yes. like yep. obviously writing a novel looms huge like gigantic yep. probably bigger in retrospect than it was when you're like hey i'm gonna write a novel yeah uh, yeah did you cut off or limit other obviously i guess the pandemic forced you to limit some things yep. but did you prioritize your goals, I guess is what I mean to ask. Yeah, definitely. Because so that year I had planned, I had before the pandemic, I actually planned to take that year off and just focus on some personal projects. So like, oh, writing a novel, that'd be something I could do. I have some ideas for like some screenplays, like, oh, I'll write one or two screenplays this year. Or, um, you know, I've always wanted to design a video game, always wanted to design a board game. Like, so I had all these kind of hobbies and kind of side extracurricular. So you're going to take it off things. work. You're like, I'm done. Like you'd saved enough. Yep. To like sustain on. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that was, that would, had always been my plan for a long time. Uh, you know, I wanted to learn how to build an Android app. So I started doing that. I was kind of just like wanted to tinker around with some personal projects and take a step away from the crazy tech corporate world for a bit. Um, and I went through all of them and I was like, okay, what, what can I do right away? And what's something I could do by myself without the help of anyone else? Like, what could I take to the, to the end by myself? And it's like, okay, well, video game, I definitely need other people. You know, I need all the resources and knowledge for that. Uh, screenplays, yeah, I can write a screenplay, but I, getting it produced and doing everything else, that's a lot of, I need other people to, for that to happen. Um, that's not entirely true. Sure, you can write your own screenplay. You can fund it yourself and get your camera and go film it with some friends. Absolutely, but you still need, you need some support there. And not that the book is an entirely like a siloed thing, um, but it was the one thing I feel like, oh, I could write this thing. You know, I'm writing it by myself and get it to the end, all 80,000 words, revisions I can do by myself, um, finding beta readers. Okay. I can handle that. Finding an editor. Okay. I can handle that. So I think that was like, that's how I kind of like, all right, this is the thing I can move to the top because this is something I can mm-hmm. push all the way through to the end. And then I could say, I can actually self publish this thing. So I could literally take it from beginning to end by myself entirely. So, um, with of course help and support along the way, but still something I could drive. So, but yeah, that was kind of how I narrowed it down of all the things I wanted to work on. And I got to the end of the first draft and I was like, all right, that was a lot of fun. What what I need to do next to to make this, you know, readable. So once you identified writing as like one of your top goals and one that you could drive to the finish, yeah. did you have competing priorities in that time period where you had to, or were you able to just focus on setting a schedule process and pushing this one thing to the finish? Yeah, I was able to focus. Yeah, I was definitely able to focus on just a process and setting a schedule, waking up every morning, working out for a couple hours in the morning, um, kind of revisiting like, and then spending the afternoons, like just learning about storytelling and writing. You know, we've, we've talked about this before. It's like, 
I don't have a background in storytelling, you know, it's just like we watch a lot of movies, read a lot of books. Um, and there's a certain extent of just reading for the entertainment factor. And there's another step of like reading and watching things and analyzing to understand why they're good or why they're bad and be able to break those parts, you know, break it down into its components. You know, we've talked about the story beats and then, you know, so that's pretty much what, how I got through it. Um, just reading everything I could, reading every book about writing, every book about how to tell a story, how to break it down. And then, realizing that what I had written was not hitting any of those things, then going back and like fixing, going back and fixing it. So, um, and I think it was like kind of like that, that push of like, Oh, I'm learning something. I really enjoy storytelling, film books and learning about the craft of it and actually how it's done, I think was, was kind of fed the process, you know? Mm -hmm. So spending those, those days just reading through any book about, developing characters, creating plots and how to structure the three acts and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is now I can apply this back to what I've written. Um, and it's, it's kind of like the, the box is open at that point. So can I lean just a little bit more into it? Because I lean. think it's slightly disingenuous to say that, I mean, you, I think you definitely prioritized writing, but you have other priorities. I mean, right now you're yeah. You know, writing, editing, two podcasts, you play yep. hockey, yep. like you must have, was there a time period where those other goals that you had challenged writing for the spotlight or, or took away your time in a way that was frustrating or difficult? And, and if so, how'd you get through it? Yeah, um, it definitely did. Because uh, some things like at least the podcast, there's like a set time for it. You know, so it's like we release episodes twice a month. You know, the other podcasts I do, it's like we're doing episodes every week, you know. Um, and but at least there was a set schedule for it. So I could like there was times where I, I wasn't I wasn't organizing my time correctly when all of a sudden those things would pop up and I was like, Oh, I wanna write like, you know, ten pages today or whatever. Um, then I was like, Oh wait, I've got to edit a podcast. Shoot. And that would take a while to, you know, to to also it's another thing I'm like learning how to be better with. Um so Yes, initially, I think it was just because it was a lot that I was taking on at once and then, and also learning all these things at the same time. But once I got through that curve and realizing, okay, there's, there's a, there's a rhythm to this, there's a pacing to this, but, um, yeah, definitely there's a lot of competing, uh, priorities, responsibilities, you know, friends, mm -hmm. family and stuff like this that you want to make sure you, uh, not completely shun away. I definitely let too much of that also social aspect kind of think take over some of my time. Um, yeah, you know, in that article that you sent, I think that it, I th for me, there's always three things at play, right? There's goals, mm -hmm. there's responsibilities. Yeah. And then the one that I think is worth talking about is that pleasure aspect, you know, what you're doing for recreation, because yeah. I'd go crazy if I was always pushing the needle forward in every aspect of my life. I think yeah. it's one thing to be driven and it's important to have that drive and, you know, clear set of your goals, but you also need to be social. Yes. You know, whether it's seeing friends and family or playing video games. Mm -hmm. I know we've discussed drinking before, the pros and huge cons to doing that while trying I to write. Definitely got in the way. <laughs> yeah, it totally gets in the way. And, but it's in the same respect, I do think that pleasure component is I work on a reward system for myself almost always. Yeah. You know, so, and when I was really in the rhythm of writing, I wouldn't allow myself to play video games until I'd written that day. Mm hmm. And even breaking the habit of playing games, just like when I broke the habit of drinking, it made it less of a a time sink because yeah. I wasn't like, got to do it, got to do it, got to do it. 
and even at the time, I was like, am I being too withholding from myself? Am I surveilling myself too much? Yeah. But I think if you want to have these big goals, you know, like recording a podcast or like writing a book or running a marathon or half marathon, you kind of need to surveil yourself a little bit if you're serious about the goals. Yeah. So like last year, my two big goals, right, were like finish this book, at least get it through like a couple drafts. Yep. And then write or in like train up enough to run a half marathon. And even the running and the writing, oh, I noticed so many parallels between the two. Mm -hmm. They would bump into each other a little bit because I was at best at like running in the morning. I write in the morning too. So those two goals, but it heads. Yeah. Yeah. Yet I'm, I was at my most happiest when I was able to do both of them, but I could not do that. I couldn't write, run, and then drink that evening because the next day I would not be able to run or write. Yeah. I would just be, and then I'd be grumpy, actually the worst part of myself. So, yeah. Did you find the reward system? Did that work for you? I feel like I tried that because you mentioned to it to me a long time ago while you were just well, during like one of our writing chats. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I should try that. Interesting. I should try that. Um, and I don't think it really worked for me. <laughs> yeah. I think I just, I think I just got to the end of my day and was like, all right, my day is done. If I haven't written today, all right, we'll get back on it tomorrow. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was wrong for me. Yeah. I think the reward system is wrong. I think it was okay to break a habit. Yeah. This is going to sound super cheesy, but if writing isn't a reward in and of itself, I think you're going to have a hard time finishing. Mm. Like, I think there needs to be some positivity. Like, I think you need to get a little of that dopamine and a little of mm -hmm. that positive reaffirmation from writing. Yeah. That if you're... Like, it's not like when I was a kid and I'd finish homework and then I'd like go hang out with friends as a reward. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the way to go. I think it was an experiment that I had done and I do think it helped break a habit, Yeah. but um, it didn't last very long. Like it was like a, a month of me kind of withholding. Yeah. Now, how would you, so you've set, you know, goals for yourself for doing a marathon and in finishing a draft of this book, right? That was your goal for last mm -hmm. year. Um, obviously, you didn't fail in that because you you completed both those things, right? I did. Yep. How do you think you would have, if you didn't complete one of those things, how would you have approached, uh, and I, this, it's a harsh word, but you know, the, the failure of maybe not meeting one of those goals? How do you think you would have like, okay, I didn't do the marathon or I didn't write the book? Oh, it was a half marathon. I don't want to. Oh, No one knows that. We can <laughs> <laughs> um it's a good question still impressive i couldn't run that much much and i ran i ended up running two and the no. first one was terrible and the second one was amazing but so you basically anyway, ran a marathon <laughs> I, I ran a marathon split up over a month sure yeah um had i not made that goal i mean i would like to say i would treat myself with compassion but in the same respect ah, this is going to sound crummy but like how could i have not made those goals because in a way yeah. i'm like i set them mm -hmm. i set them and of course i like of course i hit them yeah. Um, now I can't say that. I mean, here's the other thing. I finished the things. I didn't run the half marathon quickly. Yeah. And I, and I think my book still needs a hell of a lot of work. <laughs> like, but you, but you like, but you set up to do the things that you said you were going to do. It, it, your goal wasn't to be like I'm going to hit the best time in this half marathon. Your goal was right. just to complete it, which that yeah, is but, an awesome goal in of itself. Um, same thing with the book, right? It's like we didn't both set these goals to write a book to be like this is going to be a Hugo award-winning, you know, right off, right off the bat. It's like, 
I just want to complete this thing uh, and get it. I from guess start it's about finish. setting attainable goals. I yeah. knew I could run a half marathon because yeah. I'd trained for one before. Okay. And I knew that I could write because I've been writing my whole life. So the it wasn't beyond reason for me to reach these goals. Mm-hmm. Even the timing thing with the marathon, like for the second one I ran, I was like, I really want to be faster than like 10 minutes. And once again, that was an attainable goal. Like I blew that mm-hmm. out of the water. I was almost yep. sub nine. So I guess that's, if we're pulling back about what I'm trying to get to is that when you're setting the goals, make sure you can reach them, that they shouldn't be completely beyond your capability. Yeah. So if you've never written before, maybe writing a four, 500 page book this year isn't it, but maybe finish a short story. Maybe start like building up that capacity or that capability. So yeah, I guess make sure your goals are attainable. I had to make sure mine, I mean, I didn't train for a marathon. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, I might not have done that. Now here, knowing me, I would have signed up and ran myself into the ground and gotten <laughs> injured. <laughs> but I knew that that was probably too much. Now next yeah. year, I might do a marathon. Yeah. Um, he kind of is kind of led into where I was heading with, with the failure aspect of like wh- how, what's the line of like pushing yourself and setting goals that you, that are attainable, but aren't so soft that like, did you make any actual progress? You know what I mean? Uh, versus sure. like setting something that's attainable, but also pushing yourself just enough um, where you kind of maybe go a step beyond. Um, I think that's kind of an interesting balance because I definitely, I pushed myself. I had set so many goals last year and a year before. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's like, I've got the time, you know, I'm taking more time off from quote unquote life here to, to do these things that I want to do. Um, and I also felt like I'm, I, I felt like I, if I don't do these things and I don't accomplish them, then I am, I'm not, uh, I'm, maybe I'm wasting my time. Like I'm not taking advantage of the time that I have. And that's a weird mental thing that I, I did oh, to man, myself. There's so much that I want to unpack in what yeah. you just said, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> just, like one phrase sticks out to me and I think it's completely wrong. Yeah. This taking time off of life thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah. That was my mental state. I've kind of shifted out of that um, yeah. lately because I'm like, that's not, that's not it. Like I'm actually, you know, enjoying more of it now than I was before. But yeah, that was like my mental state. And, and then saying like, oh, if I don't get these things done, like I was like, this was just like a subconscious thing. I think I was doing myself like last year, definitely early last year of like, all right, I've spent this time. What do I have to show for this? You know, it's like, what, what, what do I have to show? Um, like yeah. what have I accomplished here? And I think that was just, that was like a, mental thing um but that's got to be because there's not a like it's got to be the monetary thing right it's got to be you weren't working uh, and pulling in money so you don't feel like societal value or something i actually didn't i didn't think about that but maybe i don't maybe that's a subconscious thing but i, I think like it's just more, of like, more than like you ever would have lived had you continued doing the job you didn't like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no you're right and it took me a while to realize that too um and i think there is just like that some of the social pressures that come in that doing because I mean talk about goals like when you're in a job that you don't like I think it can completely consume your ability to like achieve extracurricular goals personal goals anything because that nine to five or whatever it ends up being is so kind of predatory for time and yes like emotion and I don't know intentionality 100 percent 100 percent yeah but it took me a while. It took me a while. That's not living to me. Like, and that's, I agree. I mean, and I think that's the clarity of the pandemic for a lot of people is that that spell, 
that yeah. nine to five being a productive quote unquote member of society. I think it was seen for like the sacrificial gesture that it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you got more money to buy more things and you're fueling the economy and you're good. You're going and buying your coffees and bagels out right now and you're fueling some businesses. Sure. But what do you like? But you're sacrificing your actual life. Yes. Doing it. Yep. Yeah, and I took anyway. Me, sorry, that's a bit of a ramble. No, I, I think that was that was definitely a problem I had, and I'm kind of I'm out of it now. But now I'm at the point of really, like, all right, I need to get this thing done because I need to, I need to have a I need to accomplish something with this. So, um, but yeah, I mean, coming back to the setting the goals, I think I over I overdid it, and because I was like, well, I've got this time, and I've got this time now to focus on just these things. But then realizing that's why I sent this article so. This article I sent him earlier was um, this thing I read on Inc.com or whatever, um, just about like Einstein's law of focus and like how he would, you know, identifying the things that you, you may not accomplish is actually more important than the things you will accomplish and just scratching those things off the list. Um, and there was a couple of things like Warren Buffett's like wave, how he approaches these, like write 25 goals down, circle the top five. Those are the things you should focus on. Um, the idea is like clearing out that clutter. And it's like, I think what I had done was I wrote down 25 things. And I was like, I'm going to do all 25 of these things, you know, because um, I've got all this time now. And it's like, no, that's mm-hmm. not how this works. Like, that's not how it works at all. And like, you can't multitask. And if you do, sure, you take that back. People can multitask, but they will, the things that they're multitasking against will not be as good as they possibly can. Um, so, yeah, I think this year I, I did the same thing. I wrote down, here are the things I want to do. And I was like, okay, what's the most important thing? I was like, finishing this book and getting it published, number one. I circled that. I'm like, that is the only thing I need to focus on right now. Um, of course, I'm running into tasks that are associated with launching this book now. So like, aside from completing the writing aspect and that, I have all the other marketing and promotion things I have to, to be honest, I have to learn um, and do myself because this is, this is all on me. So sometimes that gets a little overwhelming and I think gets in the way of of the initial goal of just completing the book, um, which I've definitely run into. We've talked about some like our chats, like I'll get a little overwhelmed. I'm like, Oh, I gotta get the website going. I gotta do, I gotta reach out to people who might review this. I gotta do social media stuff. And I just gets in the way. And it's like, just finish the book, get it done. And you can do all those things afterwards, uh, to your best ability. So, yeah, I like, I like what you said about the 25 goals thing, because I think you're right. You, you can't do 25 things. Well, you know, you can do 25 things. Yep. I don't think you could finish 25 things. Can't finish um, them and the rest will be shit. Like, yeah. And, you know, and honestly, like one thing about like large goals, you know, like running, like writing and like what we've talked about, you know, month after month on this podcast, this big goal of writing has so many sub goals inside mm-hmm. of it. Yes. You know, there's your, there's like your daily word count goal. You know, there's your first draft goal. There's your reading goal. There's your editing goal. There's your beta feedback goal. You know, like there's all these stages that honestly, I think will provide a feeling of accomplishment Mm -hmm. before you get to that big, now I'm done goal, right? Like there's little bits of reward along the way. So it's not so scary. Like, okay, I've got to write a book and then I'm done. There really is. And maybe that's one of the ways to succeed with large imposing goals is to make sure that you have attainable sub goals within them. Yep. Yeah. Um, Cause same thing with running, right? Like you can't just go out and run 10 miles. If you've never run before you run or walk a half mile or mile and you work your way up to it. Yep. And along that way you get reward 
an accomplishment. So I'll say what's hard for me, even when I have goals. So yeah, like I attained those two goals this year, like running and writing, but I have responsibilities that kind of masquerade as goals. Sometimes I have a ton of work goals. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of relationship goals with my wife. I have familial father goals with my kids because I want to make sure that I'm present, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of times, like you saw me before the holiday break, like it was such a chaotic time. I, yeah. I didn't feel like I was doing anything as well as I could be. Yep. I wasn't the writer I wanted to be. I wasn't the employee I wanted to be. I wasn't the husband I wanted to be. I wasn't the father I wanted to be. And I think that's a really wonderful example of a time when I was just spread so thin that I probably should have cut a few things and been okay with that. Like, okay, I can't write right now. Mm -hmm. So try to read a little bit, you know? Yep. Yep. You know, my priority will always be father, husband. Mm -hmm. And it kind of has to be employee too, unfortunately, because I still have to like yeah. bring money into the family. And, and actually, I quite like my job. But when work is very difficult and work creeps in before work often does, like if I start working at seven, that's my writing time, right? Yeah. Yep. So we're launching a website soon and that's had a slow creep on my time, but it's weird. That's a goal inside of a responsibility yep. and it completely like can like subsume my productivity yeah. and my energy. And honestly, I don't have a good solution for how to manage that. I wish that like, I guess it's probably scheduling and time and setting boundaries for myself, but yeah, I'm not there yet. I was going to say, um, coming back to your, your comment about the, the mini goals within getting to, to, to publishing a book or getting it finished and complete. Um, I will say my spreadsheets kind of helped me in that. <laughs> you. <laughs> yes. Been a while since I've mentioned my spreadsheets, but literally I had, <laughs> I had, I it was well. I'll tell you, it was helpful because taking on something, I was like, because I had decided, I was like, I'm going to self-publish this. So, all oh, what are all the things I need to do to get there? And writing it all down into like one big list and being like, mm -hmm. all right, what are the most important things to do right now? And coming back to like that list out the 25 things and circle the top five. That's kind of what what I did, where it was like. All right, I have to have the website up. I should have a newsletter, email capture set up. I got to have, got to get ISBN numbers, figure that out. I got to figure out copyright, uh, book cover. I got to figure that out. Oh, I do want an audiobook. Who, how do I get that done? Um, oh my God. Yeah, all this other stuff like editor, proofreading, um, still learning how to tell a fucking story. Um, you know, all these things. And I was like, just listed them all out. And then I was like, what's the most important thing right now? It always comes back to finishing the book, focusing mm -hmm. on that. That's number one. Help me identify the things that, okay, that I have to do, and I don't have to have them in the back of my brain all the time because they're on paper, they're somewhere else. They're, they're, they're here. I don't have to think about it right now, um, but knowing that it's there and it's something I can get to at some point or need to get to at some point was helpful. So, so yeah, I mean, I see your point about the spreadsheets. I feel like, <laughs> yes, like I do, <laughs> I do list making, right? And I'll occasionally use spreadsheets, but you're right. I think organizing my time in that way, as much as it's distasteful to me to see my life in a cell. Um, <laughs> when we're talking about goals, it might be a wonderful way of prioritizing. Having your life in cells A1 through 3 make you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> cell block 1, 1, what is it? <laughs> no, we were talking about like self-publishing and those goals. I have like um, one thing I am good at when it comes to goal setting and staking on task is that for better and worse, I can compartmentalize stuff very well mm -hmm. so like yeah i want to query but and i started making a spreadsheet of 
you know, agents to, yeah. to reach out to who are kind of in genre, but only in this downtime, quote unquote, while beta feedback's coming in. Yep. I like I'm I actually won't really focus on that until I feel like I can really push it forward right now. And maybe yeah. I should be using that better, but it, it gets overwhelming for me for to to like add too many goals at once, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. I think that's a great that's a great point because uh again, coming back to our writer chats, I know months ago I was having the same problem. And I was like, I gotta get this done, I get this done. And you're like, stop. <laughs> you're like, stop, stop, stop. Like, do all that stuff once you get this draft done and send it out to beta readers. And you're gonna have two weeks to to focus on their stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's uh there is a balance of making sure that um, you know, you, you you set some goals so you can stay focused on them, but making sure they don't creep into each other too much because then you're gonna end up spreading yourself thin and just always take a step back. If you start feeling that, just be like, you know what, what's the most important thing right now? What is number one? Mm. It's this thing, get it done. Um, and then, then pick it, then work on the next thing. And I um, don't think you're off base, right? Because I think there's a fear Yeah. when you are working on a goal and you're in a routine. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know full well that once one ends, it's really hard to transition to the next. There's this soft space in between goals that can very much balloon mm -hmm. in you break routine, you stop being productive. So I understand the motivation to do everything you possibly can while you're inspired and while you're motivated. Yeah. Yep. It's just that being spread too thin might erode your productivity in some other areas. But yeah. I, I totally get it because that space between for me is tough. Like I'm not writing right now, right? Yeah. Like I wrote a little bit as I'm awaiting beta feedback. I wrote like, I don't know, 10 pages of a short story I'm working on, but the routine's gone. Yeah, um, I've I've yeah. been filling it with writing and work and stuff like that, but it's hard to continue. Like it's almost like when you walk through a door, or you go to a store and you walk in, you're like, "What did I say I was gonna buy when I got here?" You're <laughs> like, you just can't. It's like a thought that you can't quite yeah. catch. Yep. Um, which I think maybe I should have made a list in a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you my template. <laughs> oh, thank you. Before we go move on what are your goals for this year Oof. 2023 so 2023 um, uh, writing we'll stick with writing goals <laughs> okay i have a couple goals i guess for my current piece i want it 100 percent done and i want to be actively querying mm -hmm. um and then probably researching a little bit of the self-publishing side of things if the querying does not um turn up any any interest i got a spreadsheet for that uh, great and then um then I've got like a few concepts I'm kicking around right now. And I don't know if it's shorts, novellas, or mm -hmm. novels. So I will say I want to finish at least the first draft of a, a larger piece. I just mm -hmm. don't know which one of these concepts is going to get that spot. And how, so your first goal, so you get, sounds like you got like kind of two or three there, right? So the first one is finish the critical mass to its point to be ready for querying, right? Yeah. Second Which part. I think I'm, I'm, well, I think I'm close. We'll see how the beta, the second round of beta feedback goes, but yeah. And then, and then the second goal is kind of, uh, what's the publishing route? So you're going to, you're going to query and then how do you think you give yourself like a time limit and to be like, all right, I'm going to start going to self publishing. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I mean, my knee jerk is like, I'll do, I'll do that for six months yeah, on yeah, the yeah. side. But like for me writing, is a priority and I don't want that. Like, I don't want the book that I've finished to be yeah. my life. You know, I've, I've got to put together all the materials to query and, and I get that, 
but that's not fun. Like I want to get back into creating daily, you know, for a couple hours. I want to get into a new set of characters, heads. I want to, I just want that. I don't know. I want that experience again. I really, really enjoyed it. So, uh, and I, and I've, I've got some stories that I'm, I'm excited to tell. So those are my goals. Also, I want to run a marathon, full marathon this year. All right. Well, I'm going to, I asked you because, uh, and I, let's highlight them because at the end of the year, we'll see how we did, but, um, yeah. So it, then, then you want your third outside the, the marathon one, you want to have a first draft done of whatever next piece of work, whether it be a novel I'll say or a, a full novel. I, I'll say like a long form. Long I mean, form. somewhere okay. between. 250 and 500 pages. Those are good. Those are attainable. That's doable. Yeah, I think it's doable. 100% is. So, but then I also I want to, you know, continue to have my job, spend time <laughs> with my family. Ah, just get wrong all those things, right? <laughs> oh, the kids don't want to writing today. goals. Yeah. How about yours? What are, what are your writing goals, Russ? Uh, well, mine are get this this first thing published this spring, which so close. I'm so close. Um, that's number goal. Number one, get that published. Uh, and the second writing goal is I want to, I want to have a second book pretty much ready to go by the end of the year. Like um, packaged and done. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to, I'm going to push myself a little bit, uh, to maybe even publish by the end of the year, but I'm wow. giving myself room to like say spring of next year. Um, so that'd be like a year from between the two. That's it. Keeping it simple. Yeah, I'm sure new ones will pop up. Then probably but that's have to... good. I think I think those are attainable. I, yeah. I think using what you've learned, you know, over these past couple of years, it should be a smoother process. Yes, I could see all the holes. I can see where I need the the gaps I need to jump over, the things I need to fill, the things I won't do from this first time. Um, I've already talked to my editor and was like, "Hey, I'm just planning this thing. I want to set a block of time, maybe later in this year." She's like, "Absolutely, we can talk about it. Get closer." So, um, so yeah, kind of setting some some uh, posts for myself to, to hit throughout the year, but yeah, that's it. Those are, those are my goals. Um, I've got a bunch of others, but they're all, I think, secondary to, to yeah. these, to these two. So I have one kind of new goal, mm-hmm. something I said I wasn't going to do. And it's something that will be like six months down the road. Once I get some space from my current characters and my current book. And it's just, just seeing if I can work out the beats for what a sequel would look like, mm-hmm. you know, what, because some of the beta feedback I'd gotten was encouraging in that direction. Mm-hmm. My first beta feedback, they, they could see it as a series. I always wanted to have a satisfying conclusion. Yep. I like it when movies end when this, I like, obviously like my book has like a very solid conclusion, mm-hmm. but I like it when books and movies end when the world continues to go. Yeah. There's little threads. The, there's threads, but, yeah. but that allow the reader to kind of imagine what's next. Yeah. And because sequels tend to suck, honestly. Um, but I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious to see if there's a story to tell and, and what that would look like. So I, I might try to work fun. out some beats. And we have a team goal too of probably maybe getting a little bit further along with the the our the, Western horror. I don't. Yeah. I, we're never going to do that. Come we're on. too busy. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. We're there without you. I'm doing it. Where is that going to fit in your goal? I already. I already even drew the cover for it too. It's awesome. Can you draw? No, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's concept. I just do concepts and I give it to someone else who knows what they're doing and then they can make it purdy. Um, I'd, I'd prioritize that if you want to write that anyway. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We got, we had our own personal ones to get through and then we'll, we'll see where we are halfway through the year. But, um, so I don't know. I think that was, that was good stuff about, uh, uh, writing goals. Hopefully everyone's got goals and just go do them right now, right now. 
go with um, it right what now. Are you, what are you what are you reading? What have you been reading? See, I um I finished the Elementals, which was um really really good for the first two acts. <laughs> <laughs> strong strong so second act energy. It was good. It's like a horror story, you know, set in I don't know the early 1900s in Georgia. It was very spooky. It was like kind of a ghost story, but man, I, I I'll say like unequivocally, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah. But the the third act is like it, you almost feel well, like you do when you're writing. Like oh, I just didn't give the third act enough attention. That's how I <laughs> yeah. feel about my third act. Yeah, you know, I want to go back, and that's why when I start editing this next round, I want to really tease out the third and make sure it's as solid as it can be. Because the third act just kind of feels like it comes to an abrupt close of that book, and I was oh, like, yeah. ew. <laughs> <laughs> and um and I started reading Let the Right One In because one um I've seen the movie in movies the, re- the the American adaptation Let Me In so I wanted to read the book um because I had an, a concept for like a vampire story that I was working on a little last year and a little more this year and I realized that it, it drifts it's very similar in concept mm-hmm. to that to that book and I want to yeah. make sure that what I'm writing is worth writing um, before I dedicate a ton of time to it. Because if it's just going to be an accidental, you know, copycat or iteration of this, um, I don't want to do it. So, so far, yeah. it's, it's pretty pretty wonderful. Now, it's also very adult. And I, I think I'm writing for maybe a bit of a younger audience. So I do think that I'm not discouraged yet, I'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, let the right one in is pretty good so far. How about you? What are you, what are you reading, watching? Oh, boy. So reading... Uh, I just started a third book in the the Mistborn series, which we talked about a while ago. Um, Hero of Ages. I'm like, just just started maybe like a third of the way through. It's, it's great. I'm enjoying it. Uh, Brandon Sanderson's good stuff. Um, there was one book I started and couldn't finish. And it was only because 276. Because it was so enjoyable? <laughs> Uh, it was 279 pages and I couldn't get through it. Um, was it in a different language? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was uh, Latin. No. Uh, was, um, so I, so I, I'm on uh, Amazon. It offers these like monthly free books, right? I think they're mostly just from their, their publishing arm. And I, I'll, I'll skim through and sometimes I'll grab like their, uh, their crime mystery thrillers, you know, cause that's the second book. I want to focus that stuff. So I grabbed this, this book and it's part of a series and it's the first book. And there's like, I think six or seven books. And it's kind of just like, a you got this main character who's, you know, FBI or police detective kind of a procedural type series, you know, and I started it and I couldn't get through it. It's not, it, I I think maybe it just wasn't for me. It wasn't the book for me in a way. Maybe it's marketed isn't correct. It's listed as like a procedural detective crime mystery, but it's really leans heavy into like a romance like novel, <laughs> which I wasn't expected. Uh, I wasn't expecting like someone's compared to like the, this book is Criminal Minds meets Fifty Shades of Grey with better writing. So I should have read that beforehand. I've been like, all right, maybe this isn't for me. That's the review, but it wasn't marketed yeah. as such. I don't know. Not really. I mean, it's 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 uh it's it's set as like a you know crime thriller, crime fiction novel. And there's not a lot about. I'm curious. The, the cover is it like a silhouetted man running down an alleyway? Like every other thriller? No, but it's <laughs> black and white. You know, trees, titles in red. You know, and 
it's a house and whatever it's it's in all the other books in the series are, are like that though they've got like that's so we're talking genre expectations right like this didn't hit what you were expecting yes um i guess i probably should have read more of the synopsis here because it gets into a little bit the strong it's like when two lovers meet (laughs) i know i was like damn it i should have read the next paragraph (laughs) (laughs) two things i had problems with one i wasn't i wasn't expecting like the heaviness of like the sexual attraction between each character and kind of like the like the gaze going both ways like uh, every like the, chapter, like the like the male gaze. Or yeah, it was it was male. Gaze? It was it was both. Well, it was written by was it written by a male or a female? A uh, female author. Um, okay. Yeah, and like the gaze between female and male characters, like every other chapter, uh, was like I was I wasn't ready for. It. I wasn't expecting. It. I was like, oh, this is this is more of like a heavy. I don't know. <laughs> like you know, it's it's interesting, right? Because like there's very much this as we wrote like one of our our, our early podcasts. You know, men writing women. Yeah. And it's like a subreddit, it's an online trope, but there very much is like a women writing women or women writing men too. And yeah, I, I think sometimes it's often celebratory, but yep. also I think other times it's very kind of like objectifiable in a way. So, yeah. And I think this, this fits a, it fits a, a, a genre. I mean, it's a category, I guess. Um, I mean, if it's got 4,000 ratings, it's got 2,000 ratings on Goodreads, it's, it's at 4.3 on Goodreads. And I read through some of the lower reviews and they had the same reaction I did and was like, Oh, I wasn't expecting this. Uh, is this a, supposed to be a crime like detective series or is this just a steamy? Cause every chapter was just like, discussing that character or objectifying that you know the other character like whether it be it sounds like a romance right so Uh, yeah pretty much um but it was it was really tough and then uh, there was other things like i caught that was like i was having problems with like there was like a lot of uh, there was a lot of head hopping like between within a scene and within like with no clear break um which was throwing me off so so like stuff like that really made it tough for me to get through uh the dialogue was kind of tough for me too like it just was like i don't is this is this how detectives talk to each other i don't i don't know <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe it's maybe it's people talk to each other like this i don't know so the head hopping was did you like lose the thread of like who was who or like was it just confusing that the pov had switched so often it was confusing the pov had switched so often so all of a sudden i was like oh wait so now we're in her head okay so then the next who then who's being objectified right now because <laughs> it's like <laughs> It was that much. It was really that much. It was like every chapter. I'm like, all right, I can't take this anymore. This isn't for me. But there's a series, you know, there's got five books in the series. Um, yeah, it seems like it's doing well. So kudos for for writing and, and getting published. And Yeah, and she's obviously got like, an audience and, you know, it just wasn't your cup of tea. I am just not that audience. Uh, and, you know, there's things I learned from like things that I don't want to do in my books and making sure that I'm, I'm or the stories I'm trying to tell. But um, yeah, so I read that and well, half of it <laughs> and uh, immediately jumped into the Miss, Miss Bourne, uh, the third book in that series, which I'm enjoying very much. So, I mean, I feel like that's a little proof in the pudding, right? Like based on our POV episode, our whole point was saying if you switch POV too often, it can become really confusing for the reader. And jarring. Yeah. And jarring. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I just it, and it comes back to some of those things where, uh, you know, after going through the process of sending a book to an editor, um, and we even talked about some other books I've read where like there's a, there's a uh, one phrase to describe someone tilting their head like cocked head, cocked head. Oh, there's a lot of raised eyebrows and, and smirks in this book. Like every every other paragraph raised eyebrow and they smirked. And I was like, it makes you think like, okay, did the editor catch these things? And the author is just like, no, I want that in there. Um, or the editor just missed these things. 
Um, and uh, in the previous book, I really enjoyed that series, the one where there was like, and he cocked his head yeah. and he cocked them like, stop cocking your head. Jesus Christ, no one cocks their head this much. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> I just, uh, I find it interesting that like there's a line of like, well, then is it, is it the editor missed it or, or is the author just, just sticking with their. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good question. I don't know. Things to, things to think about and pay attention to, but, uh, maybe who knows, maybe someone out there will read it and enjoy it. Um, well, people have, so good for them. All right. Well, that's our episode. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you enjoyed it, think someone else might send along to them. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at writer underscore syndrome, send us feedback, ideas, or topics, whatever. You can go to writersyndrome.com for all of our episodes and other contact info. Yeah. And I think the next episode we're going to do talking about kind of the idea process. Yeah. It sounds good. Is there one? I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll talk about our own idea process and how we idea. <laughs> how do we idea? How do we, how do do we idea? How do we idea? Uh, so yeah, that's going to be our next episode. So join us then. Ideas. And until then, just uh, keep writing. <laughs>